It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. I'm Stacy Trisenkos. And I'm Stacy Parkwison. Good morning. <laughs> this is the 27th episode of the second season of the Stacy and Stacy podcast. October the 18th, and we're so glad that you're here with us this morning again at eight o'clock, bringing you a morning prayer, a scripture reflection, and a wonderful short discussion on a pressing hot topic or tradition, theology. Stacy likes to mix it up a little bit and keep us on our toes. So, <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> do you have a sneak peek on the discussion for this morning? Well, I saw a quote yesterday on a friend's Facebook feed, um, Mary Beth Beacom, a friend of mine who I've actually met when I traveled up to her state. And it's a quote by St. Faustina about just running and hiding in Jesus, when, mm-hmm. in, in his love. And it, so the reason I want to talk about it is because it, it's not something like it, it's too poetic for my taste. <laughs> like I don't, I don't get stuff like that, but at the same time I do get it. So um, mm-hmm. I thought we would read that quote and just talk about what that means. Like when I read really beautiful quotes, I'm like, okay, yeah, but what does that mean in my daily life? Like, what does that mean? I'm actually going to do mm-hmm. in my life. Right, so I right. thought we would talk about that. Okay. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. Um, I just want to say, Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and share our podcast with your friends. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Let's, um, let's pray and get started this morning. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that your mercy is new every morning. Please give us uh, clarity of mind today. Um, Help us to just think clearly throughout this day. Um, Help us to lean on you and know that you're there. And we just praise you. We just praise you, Lord Jesus. And we ask again this morning that you open the eyes of our understanding, that we would comprehend your scriptures. We ask that you give us fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear you. We want to be so close to you, Lord. Mother Mary, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Okay, like we say every morning, grab that cup of tea, that cup of coffee, and your Bible, and be sure to spend some time with the Lord today, um, at some point today. Okay, we have. I have a little bit of housekeeping that I want to do <laughs> this morning. Oh, no. I know. I, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Friday, if you guys listen to our uh podcast on Friday morning. It's been bugging I, her for days. It has. It has. It's just been wearing on me. You like, were going to do this yesterday. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. So I've got to do it today. <laughs> so on our podcast Friday, I was talking about waiting and how hard that is. And I remembered, you know, sometimes I just say what come what come pops in my head and comes out my mouth. So anyway, I was 
talking about um, the waiting is the hardest part. And that's a song um, called The Waiting. And I said Rod Stewart sang about it, but he didn't. So all you Rod Stewart fans, it, it's okay. I understand. I, I was wrong. It's Tom Petty that sang that song. <laughs> I called Stacey and I was like, oh my goodness, it wasn't Rod Stewart. <laughs> Because we try to be factual here, even right. if we're talking about rock and roll. <laughs> right, that's important. <laughs> okay. So a, okay. Little, um, a little more re relevant or relevant um, housekeeping that I wanted to do. I'm going to read uh, from the document, uh, the day verbum. And mm -hmm. it is, let me get over here to this so I can read this. It is dogmatic constitution and divine revelation, the day verbum, solemnly promulgated by His Holiness, Pope Paul VI on November 18th, 1965. So um, Stacy sent this to me and I, I actually loved reading this love because I love scripture and that's mm -hmm. what this is about. And mm -hmm. there were a couple, well, a lot jumped out, but I don't have time to read the whole thing to you this just morning. Jump it out all over the place. I knew it would just like, I'll jump out, jump it, out at you. The whole it thing. Absolutely. Did. It, <clears throat> yeah. It really spoke to me but there because were, of your love for scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a couple of places, a couple of things that I just wanted to share. Uh, in the second chapter, it says, it is clear, therefore, that sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the teaching authority of the church in accord with God's most wise design are so linked and joined together that one cannot stand mm -hmm. without the others. And that all together and each in its own way under the action of the one Holy Spirit contribute effectively to the salvation of souls. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just, that just sums everything up. I, I love that. We have to have sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the teaching authority of the church, which is why I am Catholic because of that, that security yeah. that I find in that. Okay. Yeah. Chapter six, paragraph 24 says. I'm scrolling down. Okay. okay oh, gotcha. you got it pulled up. Okay. Good, good, good. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Chapter six, paragraph 24. Got it. It says sacred theology rests on the written word of God together with sacred tradition as its primary and perpetual foundation. By scrutinizing in the light of faith, all stored, all truth stored up in the mystery of Christ, theology is most powerfully strengthened and constantly rejuvenated by the word for the sacred scriptures contain the word of God. Yep. And since they are inspired, really are the word of God. And so the study of the sacred page is, as it were, the soul of sacred theology. I love that. Mm -hmm. It really is the inspired word of God. Yeah. So, theology is the study of God. But to study God, you've got to read scripture. So you, you, have, you, have, to, you have to study scripture to do theology. It's all intertwined. And, mm -hmm. and I, I mm -hmm. love that. And, you know, I call the Bible, I guess the reason this one of the reasons I really just, it says the word of God. I mean, and that's what I've always called my Bible. It's the word, mm -hmm. it's the word of God. And so anyway, I just, I really enjoyed reading this. If, if you want to um, dig deep, um, if you have a love of scripture, I know that mm -hmm. you will love the day verbum. Um, yeah. So it really I, gives you an appreciation for how um, much reverence the church has for the Bible. I mean, yes. the, the Catholic church gave us the Bible and yeah. I and I um 
I, I I don't remember when I sent this to you, but I remember why I sent it to you because you're you you love scripture, mm-hmm. and you were worried that 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 may, might make you sound too Protestant, or if you called it <laughs> if you called it the Word, it might sound like you were being pro. But that th- this is literally saying it's the Word of God, so mm-hmm. you're you're being very Catholic. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, I have said before it's that wonderful. I want to hang on to you know my Protestant yeah. roots, yeah. and in saying that, you know, it I really think that my love for the Scripture mm-hmm. came out of those roots, and so. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the Catholic church gave us the Bible. So I love that. We love, yeah. Okay. I love, I love your love of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So speaking of that, we're going to get into the readings today and we're talking about, uh, we're going to discuss the responsorial. So it is found in Psalm 145 and the response is your friends make known, O Lord, the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. Your friends make known, O Lord, the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Making known to men your might and the glorious splendor of your kingdom, your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. Your friends make known, O Lord, the glorious splendor of your kingdom. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Your friends make known, O Lord, the glorious splendor of your kingdom. I love that. Um, And I could probably talk the whole time just on the response. Your friends make known, O oh Lord, the glorious splendor of your kingdom. That makes me think of how friends support each other. You know, Jesus calls us friends in John 15, 15. I shall no longer call you servants because a servant does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my father. When Jesus reveals something to you, don't you just want to shout it out from the rooftops? I do. <laughs> when, when God does something for me, when he shares something with me, I just want to share it with others. I want people to see that God is here, that he's active, he's working things out, he's moving in our midst, that he's real, that he loves them. I want people to see that. I want people to know that. I want them to experience that. And James tells us that Abraham was a friend of God. Moses and God, they talked together. They had the best open conversation, the best communication. Um, The Bible says that they talked face to face, like a man talks to his friend. So Abraham and Moses both made known the glorious splendor of God's kingdom. Abraham, of course, to his descendants, giving birth to Isaac, the child of promise. And through Isaac, Abraham became Father Abraham, the father of nations. Actually, every nation on earth becomes the spiritual descendants of Abraham through Abraham's seed, Jesus. And then Moses, to the people of Israel, he passed on the laws, the rules that God gave him. And God worked through him and did amazing miracles as God rescued the children from Egypt and led them out of bondage and into the promised land. So the first part of the response says, all your works 
shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power. And that's what friends of God do. Moses and Abraham both did this. And we're to do this as well. We are called to give thanks. In all things, we give thanks. One translation of this um, responsorial says, your creatures praise you. I mean, Pat really has, when, you know, when he prays, he always starts out thanking God and praising God. I mean, he's done this from the first day that I met him. He's always done this. He starts out by giving thanks to God. If we're praying for someone, if we're praying for ourselves, if he's praying for us over our marriage, you know, I had a health scare this year. And every time he prayed for me, he began by thanking God, praising God for all he had done for us, all he's given us for being with us. Um, just he would start it out every time by just praising God. Mm-hmm. And when I pray scripture, I just thank God. Most of the time, I'm just thanking God. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave us or abandon us. Thank you, Lord, for giving your angels charge over us. Thank you, Lord, that your joy strengthens us. Thank you, Lord, that your mercy is new every morning and that you hold us in the palm of your hand. You can take those scriptures and pray them, but you can use them as praises and thanksgiving to God. So it goes on to say, all your faithful shall bless you. And immediately I thought of Psalm 103. So I just want to read a portion of that to you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, my entire being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. For he forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, and redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with kindness and mercy. He satisfies your years with good things and renews your youth like an eagle's. He made known his way to Moses, his wondrous deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in kindness. He will not always rebuke, nor will he remain angry forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our offenses. Bless you, Lord. O you, his angels, you mighty in strength who do his bidding, who obey his spoken word. Bless the Lord. O you, his host, his ministers who do his will, bless the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his domain. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That is definitely a psalm that you can take and turn around and just pray and praise the Lord. It's a tool um, that we have that we can use to praise God. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. This is the last part of the responsorial today. In Philippians 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So this scripture tells us that God is near and we can and should pray about everything. We draw near to God and God will draw near to us. Did you know, as a little girl, I learned God's phone number. Stacey, did you learn God's (laughs) phone number when you were little? I I seem to remember (laughs) that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do. I don't. I don't remember what yes. it was. Though. It, it God's phone number is Jeremiah thirty three three. Okay. Because it says, "Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things that you do not know." Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I love Jeremiah 33, 3, because God says he will answer us when we call on him. So I encourage you to start out each prayer with thanksgiving. Um, because it says, it says we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise giving thanks to him, blessing his name. So again, start every prayer with thanksgiving as the word tells us to. Enter his courts with praise and bless his holy name. Call on the Lord and he will answer you. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Make your request known. Pour out your heart to the Lord. If, if you have a burden, give it to God. Remember, you're not equipped to carry the burdens that we try to pack on and carry. And, you know, we think we can, we think we can do it, but we're really not created to. We are called to cast our cares onto him because he cares so much for us. So do that. Try not to carry all your burdens. Try to <laughs> cast them onto the Lord because he cares so much for you. Thank you for that beautiful reflection on the responsorial Psalm today, Stacy, And thank you for reading from Dave Verbum. Um, I remember the first time I read it and it, it was like an eye opener to me how much Catholics appreciate the Bible. I was trying to speak your language. <laughs> Ooh, yes, tradition. It, no, it, it, it is lovely though. Like you read the sentences in those encyclicals and apostolic constitutions. You read the, the sentences and you're like, wait a minute, I need to read that a few more times yes. Yes. Um, before it sinks in. But then when it does sink in, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, the, the heavens are parting and I'm seeing the light. It, and, it, and then you start to realize the wisdom of the church. Yeah. But also thank you, Stacy and, and your husband, Pat, for the wisdom in reminding us to give thanks in all things. Because it it's really hard to do. I, I have a lot of anxiety. We have a lot of tragedies going on in our family right now. And it's hard to remember to give thanks. But at the same time, I I felt it tangibly in the last few days when I do give thanks, even when I'm a little snarky about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Thanks, God. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. But when I do start doing that, it takes my mind off of all the tragedy and it does. And I know this is just th th this is so simple what I'm saying. But for someone like me, it's, it's d actually difficult to get your head around. When I start giving thanks, I feel I feel my whole being shift Mm -hmm. and, and I stop wallowing in all the things that are going wrong. And I remember to be grateful for all the things that are good that that I might have just let escape my notice in that day. And then when I'm focusing on the things that I can be thankful for, I do see God's faithfulness again. And I do find the hope and Christian joy again. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard, you know, because because when there's tragedy going on, as soon as you find that joy, the sorrow comes right back. And yeah. and you just keep taking one step in front of the other until you get through it. I, and, and I love that you say we need to support each other. I, she doesn't know I'm going to mention this on the podcast today. But a friend of mine, her name is Mary Beth Beacom. And she was a Facebook friend for like over a decade. 
And I recently got to meet her when I traveled to Des Moines, Iowa to give a talk. And I got, I didn't just get to meet her. I, st I stayed with her family at her house and got to see her in her environment firsthand. And um, it was very much a blessing. One of those things I do forget to be thankful for that God provides us with the, the friends we need. But she posted a quote um, on her Facebook page uh, yesterday. And she says, it, it, St. Faustina says, when I see that the burden is beyond my strength, I do not consider or analyze it or probe into it, but I run like a child to the heart of Jesus and say only one thing to him. You can do all things. And then I keep silent. See, that's the hard part for me. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that Jesus himself will intervene in the matter. And as for me, Instead of tormenting myself, I use that time to love him, St. Faustina. And that is, that is so contrary to my personality. <laughs> <laughs> that is so hard for me to do that. And you simultaneously, Stacy, not even knowing I had read this quote, you sent a picture and we'll post it of, of a, just like a brokenhearted woman on her knees um, in her grubby clothing, which kind of is how I looked the last few days. <laughs> like I felt like I was in my pajamas all day because I didn't have time to get dressed. Um, she And she's on her knees and she's, she's reaching out just to grab the hem of Jesus's clothing. Um, and it, and it just reminds us like sometimes we, we know if we can just touch the hem of his garment, we'll be healed. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like that quote running and just hiding in the heart of Jesus, like a child mm -hmm. and letting him take care of everything. But that's it. While it sounds beautiful, it is, I find it so hard to do in the middle of a tragedy because psychologically I'm in the fight or flight mode. I want to fix things. I want to do whatever I can to control the situation so I don't suffer anymore. And, and I suffer when I see my family suffer. So I don't want my family to suffer anymore. Mm -hmm. And I want to take control of the situation. And I can't, I can't, I mean, mm. oh, no. I didn't want my grandson to die. And, and I couldn't, I was powerless to do anything about it. I couldn't, um, I couldn't do chemistry. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't pray him back to life. I couldn't um, do anything. And it was, and it was really hard to say to God, thank you for the few hours, the, you know, the 11 days we had, because mm -hmm. we didn't even have those. We never heard him cry. Um, I never saw him look at anyone until that last moment when they put him in my daughter's arms and he looked up at her yeah. right before he died. And um, so we just never had all that stuff. And it's, it's just a lot to process still. But the idea of giving thanks to God for what we do have and of running and hiding in his heart. So I took a, I took like a six mile walk last night to try to, get my head around all of that. Like I was, I was walking in the cold, crisp Texas autumn air, which means it was not that cold. <laughs> I was walking and, and I just kept saying, God, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to just run and bury my head in your heart and trust that you'll do all things. And instead of tormenting myself, I'm trying to use this time to love you. But then analytical Stacy takes over. I'm like, what exactly does that mean? 
So when I when I read this quote, the thing that went through my head is if I just picture myself doing that, it sounds too much to me like like that ostrich sticking his head in the sand. It sounds like I'm just retreating mm -hmm. from whatever's going on. And I'm saying to everybody who's depending on me, y'all just figure it out. I'm just going to bury my head in the heart of Jesus and use this time to love him more and not try to figure everything out. And I, to me, it sounds like shirking my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And so I struggle with doing that. So last night to try to process this quote so I can apply it, because I, I do get that there's some truth there. I took a six mile walk out here in Hideaway where we live and I just tried to analyze that quote. What what does that mean? If you're if you're a mother and a grandmother and you've got a large family and you got a lot of people depending on you, what does that mean to hide in the heart of Jesus and to not torment yourself and just to trust that that Jesus will solve these problems? What what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I and I came up with that when I go run and hide in the heart of Jesus, it doesn't mean I have to stop trying and doing things. It's kind of like putting on a cloak. It's kind of like putting on a shield of love. And then I can go to people in my life and say, please tell me what you need me to do. Mm. Instead, instead of me trying to take over and tell people what they need to do so we can avoid any more suffering, I have to put on that cloak of love because I'm hiding in the heart of Jesus. And that, and that I still can go and, and confront people if there's some truth that we need to, to talk about and process. Um, if there's some issue that we need to, to settle, I can, I can go to the people in my life and say, please tell me what you need me to do. But I'm asking them to participate in how we all go forward. I'm asking them to help help me go forward. I'm saying I'm there to help them go forward, the other people in my life. Uh, like with my daughter, you know, instead of trying to tell her everything she needs to do, I just need to be there for her mm -hmm. and with my husband and, and his his struggles um, with his parent, you know, caring for his parents right now from a long distance while he's got so much going on in his family. I just can tell I can wrap myself in love and say to them from a place of love, please tell me what you need me to do. Mm -hmm. And I may not be able to do everything they need me to do, but at least I'll know what they're asking and that's just like for me, that's that turns everything around. I'm not trying to control the situation anymore. I'm trying to control myself like now. So I look at that picture of that woman reaching out for Jesus's cloak. Um, she's reaching for it so she can. So her healing can be to, to be protected in his love and be able to give thanks and be able to be joyful, even when you're in the middle of suffering. Mm -hmm. Um a couple of things just came to mind. I mean, first off, you are so um, vulnerable and brutally honest. But you know what? People need that because there's so many people that feel the way that you feel. They just don't have they they either can't articulate it or they don't have the strength to. And but you create that place for them where that safe at the atmosphere that safe place where they can process too like you had to do i mean when you went on that walk last night that is 
that may be Stacy's way of hiding in Jesus, going to Jesus, you know, and getting along with him and processing and working things out. You know, everybody grieves differently. Everybody has to work through things differently. And the good thing is that God knows exactly what you need in this moment and what your daughter needs in this moment. I mean, he's he can, you know, we can't be all things to all people, but God can. He can be there and give you what you need, which is going to look different from you know, the rest of your family. Mm -hmm. But when you said, you know, I, if I can just be there for them, like, what do you need? I, could, I mean, how many times have you just felt better just knowing somebody's just there with you? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when you're home alone, it, to me, it just makes me, even if I'm upstairs and Pat's downstairs, just knowing he's in the house makes me feel better. Sometimes we just <laughs> want somebody to be there with us, you know, it just, mm -hmm it's comforting. And mm. I think that's why I like to go to adoration because sometimes, honestly, I, I sit in front of the blessed sacrament and I just don't, I don't even know what to say. I just sit yeah. there and just being in his presence <laughs> and just, it's just, it, I find peace. You're there with the Lord of the universe. Yeah. You're there with, with God, the creator of everything. You're yeah. in his presence. And trusting and, that he's doing in you what he needs to do in you in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said, again, you said, what do you need me to do? I mean, that is such a surrendering statement. And mm -hmm. you can say it to your family. We can say it to God. And sometimes I think, God is even saying it to us. What, mm -hmm. what, you know, tell me what, what you need. I mean, he wants us to sometimes articulate that That's to him. Thing. So. Mm -hmm. And that comes from the boundaries books. Like I know we've talked about those authors before on the podcast. Um, learning that statement is something I also learned reading the boundaries book. Like that is a boundary. You're, you're in your safe boundaries. You've got your, your fence up where you're letting the good in and keeping the bad out. But you can say to someone, what do you need me to do? And mm -hmm. and you're you're opening yourself up, uh, but in a safe way, and you're you're making yourself vulnerable, but you're not you're also not like throwing yourself at people. You speak the truth in love, and you're not afraid to speak the truth. You're not you don't sugarcoat. You know you don't just say, okay. I mean, sometimes as parents, it's hard to get in there and fight with them, but. Mm -hmm. You do when you need to, you, you do, and you follow the Lord's leading. And I'm just, I just want you to know you're a good mom. Well, thank you. And thank you for, and we talked about that at the retreat. We need to tell each other <laughs> yes, that do. you told everybody that <laughs> Yes, it was so beautiful. No, it was, I do see, you see hearts melt when you pay him those compliments and my love language is affirm words of affirmation. Uh. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, th thank you um, to Mary Beth who doesn't know we're talking about her quote, <laughs> and thank you Stacy for talking about the Bible and giving thanks, and and for sharing that picture which we'll post. And not only are we all the woman at the well, we are also that woman reaching for the hem yes. of Jesus's cloak. Absolutely, to put on and hide in the heart of Jesus. Yes. Well, thank thank you for joining us today. We will be back tomorrow with another scripture reflection and discussion of the tradition of the church and discuss anything else that's on our hearts um, or that's going on in the world today. Um, or we might just be hiding in the heart of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I'm Stacy Parkwison. And I'm Stacy Trisenkos. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information.